Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, a belated happy birthday to Conrad Nagelga. The organisation established to preserve the Irish language was 130 years old on Monday. But while there's been an increase in the number of people who say they can speak Irish, that's about 40% now, the number of daily Irish speakers has declined. Cúin O'Sheridan is curator with Conrad Nagelga. Cúin, good afternoon. Hi, Sean. Thanks for having me in. When it was set up, how much trouble was the language in? Oh, it was an existential trouble. Uh, throughout the 19th century, De- Ireland went through a demographic change which is incomparable to anywhere else in Europe. Mm. Across Europe, the population went from 150 million to 300 million. And in Ireland, we went from 5.5 in 1800 to 8.2 in 1841, 8.2 million, and then dropped to 4.46 by the end of the century. So there was a huge increase and a huge decrease. And the Irish language, which was spoken by a majority of the population at the beginning of the 19th century and probably spoken by more people than ever before in history at the beginning of the famine, suffered a terrible blow at that stage. Mm. The Irish language at that time was mainly spoken in the western regions of the country and amongst the poorer sections of the population. And they were, of course, disproportionately affected by the famine, both in terms of deaths and the immigration, the wave of emigration it triggered from Ireland. So by... You went from a level of speakers of about 4 million speakers of Irish the first time the question was asked in the census in 1841 to around 700,000 in 1891, uh, two years before Conor Nagelia was founded. So they, the people who founded Conor Nagelia could see those numbers sliding mm-hmm. and thought that unless something was done, the end was yeah. high. And, and, and I assume that the, the, the speakers were concentrated almost like they were kind of pushed back further and further in, into the western part of the country and perhaps the northwest of the country. That's right. Yeah. And it was no accident. We talk about Irish as a minoritized language rather than a minority language because the minority status of Ireland was the result, Irish was the result of historical processes, political and economic processes that were the result of centuries of pressure on the language, political and economic. Mm. And it's no accident. The reason that the Irish language survived in the western part of the country was because the reach of the modern state as it was at the time was less in those areas. So the fact that Irish was excluded from legal life, political life, business life wasn't so important in the western regions. And in fact, people doing business in the west of Ireland probably had to learn some Ireland Irish if they wanted to buy cattle or buy sheep or whatever off the locals. So in those days, where did you have to go west to learn to speak Irish in the first place? To learn it well, yeah, you certainly to learn did. It at all. I mean, I suppose we still do that to a certain extent yes, to yes. get the gloss and to kind of get in touch with the uh, with the indigenous kind of uh, versions of the Irish language, particularly in the Gaeltachts. Mm. Um, but that was very common at the time. Uh, there were a few teachers in urban areas, but you would have been paying money for private lessons or possibly learning in a club, and you mightn't have had access to a high quality native speaker. So eventually. You would have had to make the move west for yeah. for a summer or two. Now, as I said in the introduction, 40% of people say they can speak Irish. Now, I suppose people will have a different uh, definition of what that means. But it, it seems that the, the amount of people speaking Irish on a daily basis as part of their ordinary lives is going down or has gone down, certainly since like about 2016. That's, is, that is alarming. Well... Because, you know, we'd like to see the opposite happening, obviously. The the, the death of the Irish language has been predicted since the beginning of the revival. (laughs) And we're still still sitting here today in the middle of Dublin talking about it. And I grew up uh, speaking Irish in Dublin and I speak Irish to most of my friends and I speak Irish to most of my family. So the the situation surrounding the Irish language has always been complex due to the 
due to the context of the language. And the census numbers, actually, they're, they're quite stable. And in some ways, they have improved over the last 130 years. And that's the view we're taking today. Today, we're not talking <laughs> about the leading search. Today, we're not talking about the five-year changes. We're talking about the 130-year trend. And the 130-year trend is that in 1893, when Owen McNeill published his manifesto, March 1893, which led to the foundation of Conor Nagelga, he reported that there were 700,000 speakers of Irish, people who could speak Irish alive at the time. It's true that a majority of those were probably native speakers in Gwethacht areas. It's likely that a majority of those people couldn't really read or write Irish. Mm. They would have been attending national schools uh, in the 19th century. That was when the national schools were set up. In 1850, there were 4,500 national schools in the country, but there wasn't a single one in which Irish was taught uh, in a standard way. Mm. So those native speakers of Irish, those 700,000, they didn't really have access to literacy or literature in the Irish language. That situation is totally different today and that was one of the main goals of the revival to increase literacy in Irish and to provide and develop a modern literature in Irish. That certainly has happened over the yeah. last 130 years and that's why 1.7 million, almost 1.8 million people uh, reported in the last census that they had some knowledge of Irish. And those figures are for 26 counties. Yeah. The figures from 1893 are for 32 counties. So comparing the census figures is challenging. Um, certainly uh, the number of people speaking Irish uh, on a daily basis is probably lower uh, now than it was 130 years ago. But it's quite a stable number. And there's every possibility that with the right policies and the right investment, those numbers could increase again. Uh, policies such as what? Uh, providing funding for increased employment in Gwaeltacht areas, uh, providing funding for the uh, Gwaeltacht colleges. Uh, there's a, an issue at the moment with not enough Banantees been available. Yes, yeah, and that's I the main. So. Yeah. There's huge demand for the courses. The main restriction at the moment is that there isn't enough accommodation available in Gwaeltacht areas to provide the number of places that people want. Also, increasing the number of uh, the investment in Gaelskolna and Gaelchalosti. There is a massive oversubscription for most Irish language medium education at the moment, and a huge lack of school places. And there is often a reluctance on the part of the. Uh, of the Department of Education to, to move to satisfy par parents' demands yes. in those areas. But say in, I know, you you speak Irish every day and you speak to most of your friends in Irish, but you work for Cunner and Aguil. I So you're probably not a typical example. But if just somebody who lives in Clondalkin, um, who might have a bit of Irish, uh, but doesn't get the opportunity to use it because a lot of people around them don't use it. Mm. How, you know, is there anything we can do to affect a culture shift to, to kind of normalise that use of Irish, if you see what I mean. Well, uh, Clondalkin's a great example, or Clondalkin. There's actually a facility <laughs> in Clondalkin, or it's Cronoin. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of a, a centre for the Irish language in the area. There are a lot of cultural events there, and I'd encourage people to get in contact with Oris Cronoin if they're interested in, in getting to know other Irish speakers in Clondalkin. And there are lots of other little places like that around, and they're getting more attention, and more and more of them are appearing. I think that um, in terms of the image of the Irish language and its place in Irish society, it's settled down quite a lot, actually, mm. over the last 50 years with the creation of Radio Nagueltach, the Radio Nlifa, um the foundation particularly of Television Nagueltach, now TG Cahar. There has been a shift in the image of the Irish language and certainly in urban areas amongst young people, it hasn't got a lot of the baggage associated with it anymore. It was often tied to, identified with poverty, 
identified with backwards cultural trends. And I think that that is no longer the case. So from yeah, an I mean, image I, point of view, yeah. that, that's shifted. Uh, and yeah, probably a lot of the peg sayers, the way it was taught, blah, blah. Even that's kind of, that oh, complaint there, is dying out as well. There's an awful lot of myths around said. that as well, which, you know, they don't really stand up to, to scrutiny. Like the peg thing is a, is a very famous yeah. thing. And it wasn't on the course for that long. And most people now under 50 haven't even heard of the book really, or they've only heard about it as kind of a, <laughs> as a, a sort a of an meme. image. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So, Cohen, thanks a million for coming into us today. Congratulations shine. again. Cohen O'Shared on there, curator with Conor Nagelga. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 pm with Anna Glaze on News Talk.